Hi, this is Steve Bowes, and you are listening to Inclusion Crusade, a part of the HR Happy Hour Podcast Network. Inclusion, equity, and diversity are more than just buzzwords. They are the key to the future of work. And Sarah Morgan is on a crusade to kick open the doors to this future. Join her each month as she gives insights and conducts feature interviews full of practical advice and simple action steps for DEI, individual, team, and organizational success. This episode on the HR Happy Hour Network is made possible by WorkHuman. The world is watching the leaders of today and tomorrow. Modern employees want a workplace where they are respected, seen, appreciated, and heard, and they are demanding it. Employees have the right to a human workplace. You have the power to create one. And thriving organizations like Cisco, Merck, and LinkedIn have realized the immense benefits of putting the human at the center of work. Get your copy of the book, Making Work Human, on Amazon. And remember to subscribe to Inclusion Crusade and all the Happy Hour Network shows wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right, everyone. Welcome to the HR Happy Hour Network. This is the Inclusion Crusade with me, Sarah Morgan. I am on a mission to create workplaces where employees feel safe, seen, and supported one episode at a time. Um, In today's episode, I have the privilege of speaking with four super dynamic, brilliant Black professionals who also happen to be some of my very closest friends. So let's jump right into introductions with Kirsten Greggs. Hi, everyone. I am Kirsten Greggs, the trap recruiter. I live in Fairfax, Virginia, but I am a tried and true Jersey John. And Justin. Hello, everyone. This is Justin Harris. I am in Greenbelt, Maryland, right outside of D.C., born and raised in Tennessee. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. That's all you got. <laughs> that's all I got. Ken Ingram. Well, hello. I, too, am a native Tennessean like Justin. Uh, I'm in the Atlanta metro area in Mar- Marietta, Georgia. Okay, and last but definitely not least, Miss Tiffany Toussaint. Hello, everybody. Tiffany Toussaint, and I am in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, so like I told y'all, we're just going to get into it. When I reached out about doing this interview, um, because I was inspired to name this the Inclusion Crusade, and as, a, as my way of honoring Chris and, and being a part of continuing his legacy, um, there are so many people who knew him as and knew him as an influencer and knew him as this magnificent resume writer and, and uh, editor and, and all these other professional things that he did. But for us, he was our friend and he was our brother. And we just lost him way too soon. And so before we talk about his work, I really just want to check in with each one of you and see how are you? Um, how are you moving through your grief? How are you keeping going? And and I would say, like, what, are, what do you miss the most um, about him? Can I let you go first? <laughs> Since you knew him the longest, I will let you go first. Yeah, thanks. I mean, Chris was my brother. I mean, there are a lot of people who knew us together. And so, you know, we, they, they, it was always Ken and Chris or Chris and Ken. And, um, you know, when you are that close to somebody, it's just, I don't even know how to put it into words, but, um, you know, I still think of calling Chris. You know, there's always something goofy, funny that we would laugh at uh, that comes to mind. Um, The way that um, I'm moving through that is is through gratitude and and being grateful because I am aware that not everybody gets to have a friend like that, a friend like Chris. And I got to have a friend like Chris for over 30 years. And so, um, mm-hmm. you know, some people never get that in a lifetime. 
And so those moments when I am yearning to talk to him or, you know, just, you know, a memory comes to mind. I try to enjoy that moment instead of mourning the fact that I won't get more of those. That's dope. Tiffany, what would you add? I think um, Ken said a lot, when you are fortunate enough to have a friend like Chris, you are fortunate enough. Um, didn't get to have him long enough in our lives. Um, what keeps me going is, it's, it's interesting, Ken mentioned gratitude. My word for 2021, the year in which we're recording this, is gratitude. And a lot of that came from reflection, um, in particular, you know, losing someone so special. Um, and one of the things that he taught me, actually, there were th kind of three things that he taught me, um, always check on your people, show gratitude, and keep going. I, I know he had, you know, just like any one of us, we had bad days, but he kept going. And always, you know, even if he was having a bad day, he would check in on me. And it was never about him. It was always, he was genuinely in, interested in my well-being and my welfare. And that's, you know, reflecting back on that, that's, that's what keeps me going. Um, just that, that motivation to keep that legacy going. Justin? Uh, but um, what keeps me going, um, <clears throat> honestly, I just think about all the good times. Um, I don't have any bad memories, Chris. Even when we would argue, it would always end up in a love fest of some sort and laughing and joking on each other and, or joking about somebody else. So no, I just um, <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I just think about all the times we, you know, hung out at, you know, different conferences, um, you know, because most of the time we would do, you know, stuff together, but there would always be a moment where it was just me and Chris. Uh, where we would just kind of talk and reflect on the day, talk about what's going on. People watch and laugh at people. Um, I would think about the times when I would, you know, travel home and we would meet up and go out and have drinks. Um, just, you know, chatting it up, either about HR stuff, just about life stuff. Um, but we had a good mix of that. Um, so I just think about those times. And um, I'm just appreciative because, you know, kind of like you guys said, just, the, you know, gratitude. You know, just I'm appreciative that I always had him to check on me because, you know, I don't have too many, you know, you know, I don't have a lot of guy friends that just call just to say what's up, you know, mm -hmm. just to say, how's it going? What you up to? If he hadn't heard from me in a couple of days or see me online doing something, he's he'd call and be like, hey, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you at? Why are you so quiet? Um, and so, you know, that meant a lot. Sometimes it would get on my nerves because I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of something. I'm doing something. But. He would always make me stop and just, okay, it's not as bad. You know, I can talk about it. I can, you know, come out of whatever shell I'm in and, you know, just life doesn't stop there. You know what I'm saying? And just get out of it and just, he just always had a way of, you know, getting me out of those pumps and, and you know, just, just, just love talking to the guy. So, yeah, I miss that. I really do. Kirsten? So, the thing that gets me through, honestly, is you guys, um, because as much as he is missing, he is ever present. Yeah. Um, with like Ken dropped right in, and not even took his place. He just took it. Like he just, he just came, and he was just perfect. <laughs> you know, yeah. in our little group. So, um, and I still hear his voice. Um, mm. I miss arguing with him. Uh, I miss us cussing each other out. Mm -hmm. Just like Justin said, we could do that in a way that it was just a, a normal person would probably be like, these people hate each other. And then you'd be but, like, all right, talk to you tomorrow. Right. <laughs> all right. It's like, all right. And then he would, or he would call you and say, Kirsten's crazy. <laughs> that too. I just took her, he'd be like, I just took her over the edge. <laughs> but no, like I, I miss him and, and I'm constantly reminded, um, believe it or not, like I actually never got to meet him in person. Um, you know, we would video chat, we would talk on the phone, we had our little, you know, we'd text each other, but 
to see all of the like Facebook memories that come up or mm -hmm. all of, you know, just our correspondence or I'll just be, you know, cleaning something up and see something. And like, he's, he's was literally without me even knowing, like entwined in just about everything I did in the HR space. Um, and to make it even better, like you said, when you started, like he was a friend, you know, he was our brother. So as much as I miss him, he's just, he's here. Like he's, he's, he's not physically here, but he is ever present always. Indeed. Indeed. Thank you for that. Um, as I talked about in the, the intro and, and as I said to you all, I want it. Go ahead, Ken. Can I interject? Yeah. Because we, we talked about what, what we're doing and how we're handling it and, and what he meant to us, I would have to ask you the same question. I mean, not to take over your spot, Queen. Oh, you going? How you going? Ask me questions on my own show. <laughs> um, Chris was now. Chris is here right, right? now. Chris yes. would have done that. He would have done that. That's how I know y'all truly were best best friends and cut from the same cloth. Um, he was the brother that I never wanted but always needed like you know I have a big brother our relationship is way different Chris was the big brother that I didn't want but just ended up with and I miss everything about him um his laugh and just his voice um I miss those things I have voicemails of him that I've saved so that I can just hear him when I need to hear him so, yeah, but I get through it, like Kirsten said, because of y'all, because if not, it would just, the grief would be too much, but I get through it because of y'all. So, Ken, if I can get back to my show and my <laughs> questions here, now that you got me all in my sappy squishies, um, Chris's work is the next thing that I want to talk about, um, his commitment through the resume crusade, like I can remember him saying, like, I want to change the world of work one resume at a time. And so when I created this podcast, um, I said, I, I want to use this platform to make workplaces more inclusive one episode at a time. And so for each of us, as we think about how we carry Chris with us and how we play out his legacy. What is your crusade? What is that, that thing that you're going to do for him one at a time? Kirsten, I'm going to start with you. The best way that I can honor his legacy and carry on and ensure that the crusade does indeed continue would be for me to show up authentically without reservation and without fear and keep it moving. You know, I say that I wanna, you know, we get all, I think I do have a tagline, you know, actively bridging the gap between job seekers and employers who want to hire diverse candidates. But what does that okay, really mean? Okay, tagline, yeah. No, but, I, but, but honestly, like, what does that really mean? Right. You know, um, and I just wanna use the influence that I have, the skills that I have, the talent that I have to ensure that people are able to get the jobs that they deserve. And that's the best way that I can honor him. Cause as much as we may have disagreed on like the small nuanced things in terms of branding or in terms of how I might convey something, there was never a question that he supported and encouraged everything I did. Mm -hmm. Um, and just wanted me to do it, <laughs> like do it my way. Um, so that's the, that is, that's the best way I, I can, I can really, I can honor him. Thank you. Justin. Um, I think just by um, a little bit, um, kind of like what Kirsten said, but just me being genuine, I think Chris was always just him. Um, he was, he always kept it real. No matter who he was talking to, no matter what he was trying to accomplish, Chris was Chris. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and you knew what you were going to get. 
when you talk to Chris. Um, and so just whatever I, you know, set out to do, just be me. Don't compromise who I am for, you know, whoever it is I'm talking to or whatever it is. And then also just to um, continue to be daring. You know, Chris, it's almost like he made me do <laughs> a lot of things that I may not have been comfortable with. You know, if it was coming on a podcast, if it was writing a blog about something uh, in particular, if it was having a conversation with somebody, it, it, it would always be something. He just had a way of finding the thing that would make me uncomfortable and then introducing me to it. Like, hey, Justin, I talked to so-and-so. They want to do this. They need you on it. And I'd be like, and, and, and it would be something that I would <laughs> normally be like, no, I don't, you know, I'm not, you know, not that I wouldn't yeah. be interested, but just something yeah. that I'm just out of my wheelhouse. And he would, he would, he would have already spoken on my behalf and then come back like, I need you to do this. Show up at and, this time. Yeah, yep. pretty much, pretty much. I'm and about to always, send you this email. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, hey, hey, I talked to so-and-so about you. I'm about to get on a call and I'll introduce you. And I'm like, wait, who, what? I'm in the car, you know? And so it would always be something I was uncomfortable with that he made me, he just kind of forced me to get comfortable and just to do it and to stop doubting myself and to stop thinking so hard and just to do he like you you know this you have this just do it um and every time it worked out it would be you know something that was you know you know a blog that you know had better numbers than the last or something that really resonated with somebody or you know it, it would always work out and he got on my nerves for that because it made me uncomfortable but you know it just taught me that you know sometimes the best stuff comes out of those moments when you're uncomfortable, stop doubting yourself and do it. Tiffany. Getting on my nerves, on my nerves. <laughs> but he did, he did the same thing for, for me, probably for everybody. Making connections, seeking out opportunities, sharing opportunities. He was presented with a lot of things, you know, whether he went after it or if people approached him. But what was unique about him is that he brought everybody with him. He didn't just say, yep, this is an opportunity. I'm going to take it. I'm going to run with it. And I'm going to get all the fame and glory. It was Kirsten, you need to do this. Buzz, my friend Buzz, you need to do this. And <laughs> Buzz. <laughs> <That's my> buzz. <laughs> um, and, you know, that's how I got into to blogging. He said, I'm doing this thing and you need to do it. And you know, kind of walked me through it. And I have a degree in, mm. in, you know, English and speech, and I, I know how to write, but, you know, blogging mm. is a different thing. And he just, you know, kind of brought me along and, and showed me what to do and, and how to do it. And, you know, as I started into it, um, he didn't just leave me hang and say, go do, but, you know, walked alongside with me. Now, as far as, you know, how to continue the legacy kind of one thing at a time and, and with diversity, equity and inclusion, I'm in a position where I can um, introduce that to hiring managers, to individual recruiters um, and explain the importance of it and what it means for an organization, what it means for a team. So, you know, one job order, one requisition at a time, one interview at a time, one intake meeting at a time, one, you know, conversation with, with a business partner at a time. So that legacy will continue, you know, just to, to make sure that people are understanding the importance of it. And it's not just a numbers game. It's really, it, it's about your, your people. And if you really do value your people and so many organizations say, people are our best asset or our greatest asset. If, if that is true, then prove it. So having that, that being in that position in, you know, talent acquisition, recruiting, staffing, HR, and being uniquely positioned in the organization to have those conversations, that's one of the things I'll be able to do to, to carry that legacy and to ensure that people understand the importance of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Thank you. Ken, as our non-HR person, how are you keeping that legacy going? What's your crusade? Um, you know, Chris was fearless. I mean, that was, I mean, he was fearless in being himself. He was fearless in any endeavor he undertook. Um, he was just authentically Chris. And, you know, learning to 
to be that authentic and that true to myself and to present myself as I am to the world is something that I learned from Chris. Let me. <laughs> um, and, and I continue to learn, um, you know, when, when, before you guys knew him and he started, to, he, he said that, okay, um, I, I think I'm going to do this blog. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, ain't nobody going to read your little Lottie Dot blog, man. Lottie Dot. Oh, no. <laughs> It's a million blogs out there, dude. You what you need to be doing is trying to is trying to target some of these Fortune 500 companies and you know and get embedded in their HR you know departments and blah, blah, blah. he was like no, and I was like you know I, I totally was I, I, I'm not a dream killer but here I was I was like Mm-mm, this ain't gonna work. And, you know, I'll, I'm your best friend and I'm going to be here with you to help pick up the pieces. But, you know, you're about to fail, dog. And so... Um, Dream killing. Dream yes. killing. But, but if anybody proved me wrong, goodness, it was Chris. It real. And, and it was that fearlessness that, you know, this dude became a mover and a shaker. And he was connecting people, I mean, left and right. And... Um, and, and I would tell, I would talk to people, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, Chris hooked me up with such and such, and, and this person, he knows this person." Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, "What?" And, you know, so you know, knowing knowing what he had inside, and not being and not shying away from that, and walking boldly in, in who he was, and knowing who he was, that's great. And you know, I can I can only hope to to reach the levels that he reached in his life. Of, of being that authentic and showing up uh, fearlessly. So that's my crusade. I love it. So Ken, I'm going to stick with you for a moment because Tiffany just talked about as, as a talent person, um, as a person in the talent space, um, diversity, equity, inclusion, what that means to her how she's one interview, one client meeting, you know, at a time trying to make that dent. For you, as the non-HR talent person in our group now, um, how do you, what do you see as the importance? What do you see, at, what, what do you say to organizations and, and to the people who are responsible for hiring and and treating people fairly, what do you want them to know about the importance of having a diverse, equitable, and inclusive workplace? Well, you know, as you know, you know, um, as a, as as late as this week, I learned uh, what the E was in DEI. <laughs> you know, thank keep you hanging with us. Keep hanging with us. Thank you, Tiffany, for, for you know, for, for helping me. We're here for you. We're here. Always <laughs> educating. Look at it. Yes. You know, glasses on. I, I will say this. Um, as far as uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, you know, we have to, uh, what, what makes it important is what I do, I'm a consultant. I, I, I consult in the business intelligence area. And Diversity helps with um, with problem solving. Um, to I go into a client, I go into a client, and I have to look at their problem, and I have to feel I have to feel the ways that we can resolve whatever the issue is. Mm. But I come to that problem with one perspective, um, and it is the collective that ends up being the best solution because, you know, I come to that, that problem with my male perspective, with my black perspective, with my, um, I am middle-class perspective. Um, but diversity allows somebody to approach a problem with a different perspective. And once we, when we, um, 
create an environment where people are able to equitably share those experiences and those perspectives, it covers our blind spots because mm-hmm. I only see things through my lens, but other people can see things through, um, through their lens. And when we are in an environment where we can share those things, those different views, and, and it's a safe space for that, mm-hmm. the best of the best can float to the top. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, it also helps with employee uh, engagement, um, you know, where if, um, let's just be real. Okay, we, we, we congregate with those people who we have things in common with, mm. right? And so, um, you know, if I know, if I'm a, if I'm a Twins fan, I know I need to buddy up with Tiffany because, you know, she's from Minnesota and, you know, she, she does her Twins thing, right? So if that, if that's what's important to me, then, okay, then I'm going to have somebody, a, a work best friend, a work buddy. And that, that's, that, that affects even whether or not I'm going to stay with the company or not, right? If I, if I can find somebody who is like me, who I can identify with, you know, so those are the things I think about when I think about diversity and inclusion. Listen, shout out to you, Ken, using all the words, all like the words. <laughs> right. engagement. Yeah. <laughs> Retention. Y'all, y'all Retention. are rubbing off on him. Y'all wait, are rubbing wait, wait. off on him. What did he say? He, he, made, he made it clear. diversity, equity, and inclusion. <laughs> you know, I, Coming I, through I, the I, lenses. Like, he don't even wear glasses. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually do. Like, it, do Oh, the readers. We got the readers nice, that came out. Nice. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do learn a lot from you guys, you know, uh, in, our, in our email thread, and, and I am appreciative of that. Uh, so thank God for Chris and his la da blog. <laughs> the Lottie right? Lottie right? Let me write that down. Hold on. I'll be able to use that for something. Yeah, your little Lottie Da blog. Lottie Da. Now we so don't want to call White... too many things Lottie Da because they might turn out to be a uh, hip hop hurrah. Okay. We got ease back on that Lottie Da. <laughs> so Justin, Kim broke it down, you know, so so easily. And he is not a, a conventional HR person. If, if he can explain it, why are organizations out here still not getting it? Why are we still having these conversations after all these years? Well, it's the same reason we have a lot of conversations still after a lot of years. <laughs> and people are getting it um, when it comes to underrepresented, underrepresented people. Um, I think one of the things right now is that equity, diversity, inclusion, it's all these buzzwords and all these people that run these companies are like, you know, well, we got to have it, but they don't really understand what it's about. So mm-hmm. it, right now it's just about, to them, it's about checking boxes. Um, you know, diversity and inclusion, it's, it's a movement. It's not a department. You know, it, it's, yeah. it's getting people to understand, you know, and to understand their workforce and their community, not just to make sure somebody's there to handle a complaint. Um, mm. So so what I've run into a lot, I mean, when I was, so when I was a, a director of equity and inclusion, at, at a, I was at a university, um, you know, I got a chance to kind of mix and mingle with, you know, I got to go to conferences and stuff like that, specifically for that issue. Um, and it's funny because you'd be amazed at how diverse <laughs> those mm. conferences were and how in a position that's there to represent or to help underrepresented communities, most of the people in those conferences were white. Mm. And, and, and while I applaud their, their effort <laughs> in wanting to spearhead this and, and have this department, uh, it's just different when the issues that are dealt with in that department affect you and you know, has affected what you've been through and how you got to where you are. And you have to, 
it, it's one thing to just say, oh, that's a shame. It's, it's another thing to say, you know, to feel what people are going through mm-hmm. and, to, and yeah. to help them through those issues. Um, and so right now, unfortunately, again, it's just, you know, companies are doing it because they don't want to get canceled. They don't want to get, you know, dragged mm-hmm. online. They, they, they want funding. And so they have to show that they have this, this, and this in place. Um, and so, you know, it's, let me just go out and get somebody in case something happens. They're not bringing in people that can relate to their workforce, that can have those conversations and figure out why people in the organization are feeling the way they're feeling. It's not just about discrimination cases. It's about why does my workforce not speak up or why do they not feel comfortable to say, or why are they not, you know, in, you know, involved in this and it's mm-hmm. those feelings that people aren't attacking they're just worried about not getting a complaint not having the eeo breathe down their you know breathe down their neck mm-hmm. not you know not showing up you know in a in a yelp review or something and it's not about changing the culture and changing how people feel when they're in the workplace um so yeah that, that that's what it is right now they're checking boxes and until we get organizations where the people at the top look like the the public they're serving and look like the communities that there's that they're, that they're supposed to be helping and 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 look like the the customer that that they, they mm-hmm. that they serve then we're never going to get there um because it doesn't affect them um so and unfortunately it's going to take you know it's going to take you know that lawsuit or it's going to take it unfortunately for some places it's going to take something bad or something like that to happen before they get it but you know my hope is that you know you have companies that are open enough to listen to shut up and listen and and have people around them that are willing to share those stories and to, to help them understand they'll never fully get it no you know but you know just to to empathize a little and just to say you know what i hear you and let's make sure we have, you know, the, the, put the resources in place and put the, you know, systems in place to, to make sure you don't experience that or feel like that again. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just got to get folks to stop checking boxes. All right. So Kirsten and Tiffany are our talent experts here tonight. Um, it, and, and again, DEI is not a, a check the box kind of, kind of exercise it definitely is 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 to justin's point a movement not a department love that put that on a t-shirt um what is your if you could say one thing what is the the one thing that you would tell organizations to do um or to start doing in this realm to make their culture more inclusive so that it can become equitable and diverse. Kirsten, let's start with you. Well, I think that we have to start with your recruiting team itself. We can say 12 different ways. We want to hire underrepresented groups, We want to reach out to marginalized communities, but when all of them, when all of your recruiters are, represent the power majority, it's kind of difficult to do that. So, you know, to echo what Justin was saying, like you have to have the people who have not only a heart for it, but can understand it from a place of their own experiences as well as want to do the work. So I really feel like we have to diversify recruiting, reverse diversify talent acquisition first, mm-hmm. um, not use it as a springboard to greater HR, um, HR departments, you know, some folks come in and they, you know, they, they start in recruiting like, oh, because I want to be a generalist. I want to be a business partner. I want to go into comp. I want to go into training and development um, or they want to be a, a diversity. <laughs> you know, they want to be part of, of the of whatever DNI um, is in their organization. So until we start to really, really, really um, develop competencies in TA, 
mm-hmm. and hire the people who you want your workforce to look like, the people that you're expecting them to be out here sourcing, attracting, hiring, and hopefully retaining. Tiffany. Yep. And once you have done that, you have to have the infrastructure to support all of those people that are coming into the organization. So if it were one thing, if I had to narrow it down to one thing, it's to have a talent management or succession plan. So incorporating all of the things that have already been said, it's, it's hard to, to sell an organization on diverse candidates when they, they go to your website, they see who's in the public eye representing your organization, and none of those people look like them. So representation does matter, but if you are self-aware enough as an organization and if you are genuine in where you are in that that journey to become a diverse and inclusive organization, that's going to go a long way. So you say we're we're on a journey, we know we're not where we need to be, but here's our plan. That's going to go further than, you know, yep, we, we're we're just we're out here doing our thing, hiring people. Um, but it's, it's, there, there has to be a plan. There has to be a strategy, a, a people strategy. So when Kirsten and I and our colleagues on the front end are, are bringing diverse candidate slates to hiring managers and we're, we're diversifying the workforce within our organizations, there has to be something that, that welcomes them. Yeah. There has to be a, it has, your inclusion has to be part of your, your culture and your brand. Otherwise it's not going to work. You're going to lose people and then you're going to be back to square one. And so again, checking the box isn't going to work. It has to be part of who you are. I love that you said that. And, and because when I work with organizations, I always tell them, start with inclusion first. One, because inclusion of the three is the easiest to accomplish, but also because until you, if you can't be inclusive within the power majority, Mm -hmm. then you're never going to be able to find a way to be welcoming to your diverse candidates, to Mm -hmm. people who are visibly different than the rest of the people that they're working with. And you end up causing people harm and trauma and um, further making them feel more marginalized in their workplace experience. Mm -hmm. And that's not the goal. So start with making sure that your culture is right, that whatever mission values that you espouse, that your, your culture actually feels like that when people come in the door. So thank you for, for saying that. One, um, just one more thing on that, Sarah, is I've worked for a couple of different organizations where they, they were trying to start their, their path toward being inclusive and where they started just for those that are interested in, well, how do I even get started? How do I make sure that I'm recognizing, you know, different cultures, people who don't look like me, holidays are easy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Chinese New Year, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, you know, recognizing those holidays and doing something unique to celebrate them or or celebrate, celebrate those holidays or recognize them in some way. Um, You can no potlucks, though. No, no, potlucks. no potlucks, though. No potlucks. I mean, not no, no potlucks. No. (laughs) Yes. Speakers work. No potluck. I don't see a price tag. I'm not eating it. Nope. Justice it. ate. I don't trust everybody cooking. So I'm not, in, I'm not inclusive with food. No. No, I'm about diversity until it gets to your kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no potlucks. That come from Kroger? Oh, okay, cool. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. We, we good. Yeah, you gotta get the bot like it's got a crinkle when you open it. Like you know, plastic can take it. <laughs> It's got yep. to do that when I you open see it. The, I want to see you rip the price tag sticker. You know that sticker that holds the container together? Together. See, yeah. You got to get it. I want to see you break the seal. I want to see you break the seal. All right, y'all. 
And on that note, we're going to the lightning rounds. We got to have some fun while we are all together. So this is this little this lightning round. I got some questions for y'all and we're going to discuss and debate um, our, our additional our six, as we like to call ourselves, Namigos. Uh, our six Namigo, Janine is not here, but we can select her for these questions in her absence. So if when all else fails, we'll pick Janine. So we are going to (laughs) get get y'all. I would just like to, she's going to get (laughs) y'all. I would just like to remind you that uh, she is a whole witchy poo. Okay. So you might want to go easy. (laughs) But question number one. I got my crystal right here to protect me from today. (laughs) Which friend is most likely to get lost in the wilderness? Who doesn't have a good sense of direction? I mean, uh, Kirsten. 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 Tiffany is a whole outdoorsy camper she is she like be out know, hiking hiking and all the sorts and all looking at the north star and, yep. and yeah she's gonna put her arm hand up like this like, like Moana. The, she gonna put crying. her thumb up and she yeah. gonna be like this way guys she is yeah but, but yeah i see kirsten getting lost though yeah i've watched I, you get lost with directions kirsten get lost? Talking, wait get lost Wait, while get your phone lost, was talking to you. I get was, lost or it. get lost. See, there's a difference. I've been known to say, listen. Lose your, lose your way. Get, you'll be, you'll be talking and miss all a turn. All right, fine. You're right. You are right. I do I do not pay attention. You're you'll right. be talking right. and miss a turn. And all right, fine. All next, next. next. <laughs> okay. Which friend is most likely to win a televised talent show? Ken. Ken. Yeah, I, yeah. Yep. I'm going with Ken because as yeah, we Ken, found out in, in pre-show, Ken can sing, Ken can act. Like Ken, he is a whole thespian. Ken is a man of men. He's a renaissance. Yeah. Watch me wobble. And Justin, <laughs> Justin, can, Justin can sing too. Yeah. When, when I just found out that Ken is a whole thespian, I had to, um, the I had to up him. I had to up him in the ranks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the triple threat. Yes, triple threat. Um, which friend is most likely to win on Jeopardy? Rest in peace, Alice mm. Trebek. Um, uh, Sarah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with you, Buzz. I was gonna go with Me? Buzz, but Tiffany's nerdish too. You you know random stuff, Sarah. I do. That's true. Do. I keep a lot. Do. Don't ask me what I ate for lunch, though. But <laughs> I do keep. I keep the random facts in my head. That is that is true. But you know what? I actually. This is the one that I'm gonna give to Janine. I think Janine has a better. He does know a lot. That's a that's a reading pool. Typically know about. Yeah, that's a reading multisyllabic word using. I'd be like, is that a word? Yeah, I'd be like, let me pull up dictionary.com. Oh, okay. spell right and everything. Yeah, all right. I'd be like, like she's, she's that friend, absolutely. So, yeah, I've, she is I've rather cranial. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, cranial, okay. I love it. Which head. friend, aka big head? <laughs> <laughs> See, Mm-mm. I know it. I did that. Which friend is most likely to get arrested? Dustin. Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, yes. <laughs> I have um, never in my life had an issue with it. Now, Leslie, most likely it doesn't say who has been. Who has. Know, but, like, like, but here's what's funny about this what? question, too, because the original question was who is most likely to get arrested for walking down the street naked? Well, that would be me. And I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> that's going to be Justin. Like, we're not even going to no. debate about that. So let me I'm shorten put, the no. question. I'm going to put Janine on that one. Really? She mm-hmm. wouldn't walk down the street. She would no, walk she'd down go the, on beach, the beach. Not yeah, down the beach. Yeah. She but she owns she, her sexuality. I mean, but she wouldn't do it in the street. She would do nah, it on the, not beach. the street. Mm-hmm. Now I would say most likely to get arrested to be Kirsten though, because Kirsten liked to fight. First of all, what? See, look, see, <laughs> see, 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 
What is with the KG slander today? Like, I love you because because you're on my side, and I it's love true. you. That's so, no. true. But well, I'm still going with you, Justin. Yeah. I feel safe with you. <laughs> I'm gonna get you out. I'm gonna get you out, though. I'm gonna get feel, you out. I feel safe with you. I'm gonna get okay. you out. I got so, five on the bail. Which <laughs> friend is most likely to forget to brush their teeth in the morning? Ew, nobody. Not none of my friends. Nobody. Yeah, That's not, not a good question. Not an amigo. Not an amigo click. No, I don't like that question. You're like, mm-mm. and y'all's faces right. Now. <laughs> I brushed mine. I, I brushed mine before I came on the podcast. I love Just it. Just because I didn't. <laughs> right. All right. Which friend is most likely to fall asleep during a movie in the theater? Oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> now we don't go we haven't been to a movie theater right, in over a year right. thanks the, COVID I think the last but, time I went to the movie I went to sleep really? <laughs> oh. they dragged me to stuff that I don't want to watch oh the and fam I just, and I just mm-mm. if I'm, I'm blowing up I'm okay, did you have some brown liquor did you have some yeah. brown liquor before, before you went had, no 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 no. Houston but, says it's her Kirsten. I'm gonna self select but yeah <laughs> all right Kirsten says it's me. Who is most likely to get away with murder? Kirsten. <laughs> Permit or get away with? Get away. Permit if Kirsten. I no, I Janine. Mm. Mm. I'm gonna probably, go. You probably have. What you tip on that one? Dang. Mm. I'm gonna go with you. I, I think together we okay. could definitely. Get away with it. Marry somebody's yeah. yeah. I think Tiffany real. would kill and let everybody know she did it. I don't yeah. know. Like Tiffany is like, here's mm-hmm. the head. Only by the hair. Like here is a five-page document on why I yes. Right, right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tiffany, keeps, Tiffany keeps too many receipts to get away with. <laughs> <laughs> so why you got all the Pisces out? With no with notations and yes. footnotes and screenshots, screenshots Pivot, appendices. Yes, all Pivot that. Is like, is this your king? He's going to let you know. Okay. Who is most likely to get their own reality TV show? Sarah. <laughs> what? Yes. Buzz. Sarah. Kicking it with the Morgans. Keeping yes. up with the Morgans. Yeah, that's yeah. true. All these children. All, yeah. all 21 of them. <laughs> it feels like it with all their little personalities and whatnot. It do feel like 21 different people. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, have, a, have a whole show talking about the cabinet over the refrigerator. Yep. I'm not I'm not gonna Whatever. say the word, no but uses nobody <laughs> uses that cabinet. No one is is mean. Only the tall people use that cabinet. Um You're tall. Not I I live in a house of giants though. <laughs> I my husband is six eight. I got a seventeen year old sick who's almost six nine. The sixteen year old is six like everybody's tall. So hey. They just hide stuff in the high cabinets. They ain't funny. I love it. I mean, that's what I do. No. Y'all ain't funny. Y'all, Y'all ain't right. Who is most likely to get in a fight at work? Here's mm. I'm gonna say me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say Ken. You I'm gonna say Ken too, because I have seen Ken mad. <laughs> in the middle of the day, Ken and I have 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 had to get on a house party and just. Ah, uh, yes, I get those alerts. Yeah, yeah. So I'm it's gonna say house. Ken. Yeah. Blame it on the South Memphis and me. I, yeah, oh. I, oh, I'm not mad at it. We do. Jer- our jersey stays in my back pocket. Well, I had to tuck. Yeah. I had to tuck. So it's your switchblade, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to tuck her in sometimes. I get it. Okay. Last question. Because and this is who is the friend most likely to get to a million dollars first? Who's gonna make the first million? And I say first because we all gonna get there. But who's gonna make the first million? Janine. You, of course. I actually, I agree with Tiffany. I, I'm going with I'm going with Janine mm-hmm. on that one. 
Janine be making moves. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Janine is making mad moves. Janine be making moves. Y'all better watch out. Y'all better keep an eye on that one. But I, but I'll take that, Ken. I'll take that. We'll and receive we'll, it. Receive I it. receive How about it. All of them. How about all <laughs> of them? All the friends. Because if one all get it, we all got. It. I know that. Right. How about we all cross the finish line at the same time? Hallelujah. That, that island. Yes. The island. The island. Yeah. I need to check and check the website and see if it's still for sale. It'd be lower now. Cause I hope so. Cause yeah. The <laughs> I, I looked. I don't think it is still for sale. What is it? What is it? Five hundred G's a piece. And I got About, a better job, roughly? so yeah, roughly. We might be able to make something happen. Yeah, roughly. <laughs> we gonna we gonna get this island. Okay, so y'all, this is the moment where you give me advice um, as I move forward with this show, and I embrace this as my crusade. What is your one piece of advice for me? I will start with Tiffany. Be true to yourself. Justin. Um, don't compromise. When it comes to this type of topic and this type of movement, people will try to shut you up. Everybody wants to get offended when they hear the truth. So just keep telling the truth. It is what it is. If you don't like it, that means you need to change it. Kirsten. In the words of Mystical, do your thing, don't be scared. All right, Mystical. And the Dolly Kin, the wise one. I would just say what I said earlier continue to be fearless, go for yours, you know, don't back down from anything and any challenge. All right, y'all. Well, I, I receive all of that. Um, and I thank you very much for being my very first guest on this first full episode of the Inclusion Crusade. Um, and I thank you to the listening audience. So until next time, I am Sarah Morgan for the HR Happy Hour Network, and we are out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.